1: Today, we'll be talking with Jake Kloberdance. Jake is the CEO and founder of One Hope, a brand with a mission to bring people together to celebrate and serve the world. He will be sharing with us the development of the company that started with award-winning wine and has expanded greatly to empower people to serve the world via everyday actions. Good morning, Shai. Good morning, Craig. Hey, Shai, when it comes to giving... How do your clients handle that and how do you handle it?
0: You know it's a great question. I think all of us want to give back to causes that we care about and I know that the business owners I work with really got into business because they wanted to help someone in some way and so it's becoming more and more a part of what they do. When you ask how I handle it I think really Craig about one example would be how we handle it with Business Owners Radio and We have to really thank our listeners who have supported our relationship with Build, which is a nonprofit that helps youth in under resourced communities through entrepreneurship based learning and helps put them on the path for success in high school, college, and beyond. And that's something that was just a natural alignment with the mission of Business Owners Radio. Of helping people grow sustainably profitable businesses. So it is an opportunity, by the way, to thank our listeners who have donated. We give a dollar from each review on iTunes to build. And recently we had the opportunity to have those funds matched. So it really doubled the impact of that giving. And I think as I look to the other business owners that I work with, more and more, they're trying to be really strategic about this, where it's not just the one-off donation for a local event, although that can be very meaningful. They're really thinking about more, how can I integrate my philosophies, what I care about into my business in a way that provides a benefit and more of a mission for the people that work with us?
1: And it's a natural fit when they have a real program that they get behind and they've defined that program. They're giving. It fits their corporation. It fits their vision of what they want to grow their business towards. And it's a natural fit, and everybody wins.
0: You know, we've seen a huge rise in social awareness and entrepreneurship really across the board. And we see it at the business school and we see it in the work we do here locally. And it's actually very inspiring. You know, I think that every organization certainly has the opportunity, if not the obligation to do something beyond making a profit. And by the way, the data shows that guess what? Your customers really care about this and your employees really care about this. So it's an opportunity. I I think I've heard the phrase doing well by doing good. It's really an opportunity to leverage what's good about all of us as humans and use that in a way that not only benefits you and your organization, but really makes a huge impact in the community.
1: Yeah, and our guest today is someone who's really taken a leadership role in that development. Our guest today is Jake Kloberdance, CEO and founder of One Hope. The company started out making award-winning wine in Napa Valley and has expanded to gourmet coffee and crafted gifts. Every product at One Hope supports a cause in a quantifiable way. For example, One Hope has donated more than $2 million to date, helping provide over 1.2 million meals, planting 56,000 trees, provide 46,000 life-changing vaccines, and fund 3,300 clinical trials for women with breast cancer. Jake has been a speaker at TEDx, the United Nations, top business schools, as well as featured in most business magazines. Good morning, Jake. Welcome to Business Owners Radio.
2: Good morning. Thanks for having me.
1: It's great to have you on the show this morning. Jake, let's start out by taking us back in time life events that led up to the idea of One Hope.
2: One Hope has really started to come to fruition as I was just starting my first formal corporate job out of college. I joined biggest wine company in the world and they helped to train me down in Southern California and start to understand the wine business. And I was part of this fast track program with a handful of other women and men. Around four or five months into that program is when I kind of had the first concept of one hope and it was because I was working in grocery stores and stocking shelves early in the morning and late night and was noticing that other products and brands who were giving back were getting really good placements on the shelf and getting really good sell through. And I thought it was a really cool idea that customers were kind of voting with their dollars and able to support causes that they cared about while also picking brands that they liked That's when the light bulb first went off about this idea of building a brand that would do that a year round and starting out in wine, which was really the only consumer product space I had dug in as far as I had at the time. And after that idea, I did what most people do when they have that great idea and that light bulb goes off, which is really nothing and I waited for, you know, five or six months to get another sign, which was when a really good girlfriend of mine from growing up, a neighbor around the corner called me and she told me that she had blood cancer. And we were 23 at the time. And that was kind of a, an eye opening situation. It put me in touch with the fact that you're mortal. And also, in an interesting way, made me a lot more fearless with knowing that, you know, life is short and you take opportunities when you can. And so that kind of triggered me really starting to take the next steps. The day after I went home to see her, I incorporated One Hope. And then the story kind of begins from there. But I do think that long before you actually start a business or even have the idea for it, a lot of the story has been quilted already from many other experiences, and I think a combination of my parents, how I grew up, and the diversity that I grew up amongst different people, and then on to my college and post-college career all kind of played a little part in finding my way to the idea of building a brand that empowers people to serve and celebrate and serve in the form of wine, but also serve... Their community and their country, and uh, celebrate through special moments in life or just after a hard day of work or, or a big milestone in your life.
1: You mentioned, I think, the cause centric commerce side, and that sort of became a model. Can you tell me more about that creation, how it evolved?
2: Yeah, cause centric commerce is something that evolves from early relationship with a uh, gentleman, Jerry Welsh, who had really founded the phrase cause-related marketing with American Express back in 1983 when he did the Statue of Liberty restoration project as the VP of marketing there at American Express. And they actually trademarked that phrase. And that was kind of the beginning of recognizing the idea of corporations really dedicating themselves to a cause. In that case, They were helping to restore the Statue of Liberty with every new card sign up and every new transaction. And it was a real success. And uh, you started to see other businesses along the way start to emulate it. And I was fortunate enough to connect with Jerry as time went on, and I had told him that I thought that the future of cause marketing was going to be building it into the everyday business model rather than being a temporary marketing campaign. And he kind of loved this concept and and really believed that it's the future of what he had initially set out and done. And we were kind of playing around with a bunch of different phrases for that. And uh, we ultimately developed cause-centric commerce. And he kind of wanted that to be what I ran with ultimately as far as explaining this next generation. And so when I think about cost-centered commerce and as I started to develop out the framework, it really is about doing it year-round and making sure that it's measurable for businesses and that the business is able to really put some key performance indicators around how they give back and provide that for their customers and the people who support their brand and their partners and people who maybe help them on the sourcing side or the distribution side or anywhere along the supply chain. So that's kind of how we define cost-centric commerce. And for different businesses, whether they focus on consumer products or services, but for the most part, consumer-facing businesses, we find that it's a really successful framework and platform for them to look at.
0: Jake, what unique challenges did you have in launching cost cause-centric commerce business?
2: One of the biggest challenges
0: for us in launching a cause-centric
2: commerce business was really just figuring out how we wanted to give. We knew that we wanted to give and our heart and intention was in the right place. But just having good intention doesn't necessarily mean that you're executing at that intention. And so early on, we were having trouble... Deciphering between the many nonprofits out there and, and good causes because there were plenty, but also being able to be really thoughtful and meaningful with how we gave to them and understanding what the outputs and the impact of that giving was doing. And so we sought out to create a criteria for what nonprofits we work with and how we work with them and really came down to this 15 point criteria and it ranges from Are they a 501c3? How many years have they been in business? Generally, we look for them to have been around for over three years, because 90% of them go under in the first three years, so a consistent track record. How many cents on the dollar make it to the actual cause itself? And then all the way to our most unique, which is, do they have a dollar to impact? Can we quantify what $100 or $1,000 means to this organization? Can we quantify how many meals it's providing, how many pet adoptions it's going to fund, so on and so forth? So that was one of the most challenging points. Now, nine years later, we've given a significant amount, and we can tell you to within the meal how many meals we've provided to date with our hunger partners, and we can tell you how much life-saving medication we've provided or you know how many pet adoptions we've provided at any given time through the systems that we've put in place. But early on, it was a lot harder than I think we assumed it would be to fulfill on our good intentions to give back.
0: You know, Jake, this reminds me of something that we just hear again and again from business owners when we ask them, you know, why did you start your business in the first place? And the answer is not because I wanted to get rich or because, you know, it it tends to not be about those things, right? It is more the intrinsic value of I wanted to help, you know, I wanted to help somebody solve this problem. And so many business owners really want to find a way to give back, to have an impact with all of the work that they're doing. And so if I'm a business owner in that situation, what is a good place to start?
2: I don't know that there's an exact place to start that works for everybody. The bigger point is to just get started and uh, look for places where you can just get started. And that can be a whole wide range of things. It doesn't mean that you have to right away build this into your everyday business model and be donating on every transaction it can be things as small as working with companies like One Hopes and purchasing wine or coffee or gifts from a company like ours, supporting other services and other businesses that you know are making an impact in a measurable way. We have businesses that just through purchasing our wine are funding twenty thousand meals a year or saving a lot of lives. And so it's a pretty special thing to be able to provide the impact reports we do to businesses. Some of them who have never really done that before or made an impact and they're able to build it into something they're already doing, which is giving gifts or holding events and having wine at them. So that's at the lowest level. And it's one of the ways that we want to serve and celebrate through our products, but also empower other people to serve and celebrate through enjoying them. And as we look at businesses that have Interacted with us in the past. I'm proud to say that some of them have started with using our products and working with us and then ultimately adopted a model themselves and even sought our help in helping them build that into their business model. There are plenty of case studies and there's more information than ever out there about businesses who have successfully aligned themselves with a cause and aligned their internal team and seen the benefits of it, not just with customers and from a commercial side, as most people think about it, but from their own core team being more motivated about working at that company and that leading to better loyalty, better work ethic, just a better culture altogether. It's a really, really powerful thing that traverses the entire organization when it's really embraced the right way.
1: Jake, what were some of the major learning moments in developing your business?
2: In the early days, we didn't even have a website. And in fact, in 2005 is really when wine first started to be purchased over the internet and the direct to consumer space started to grow. And we came along in 2007 and pretty quickly, because we we're younger than most of the people in the industry, started thinking about where that was going to go. And I came to learn that building technology is really hard and that there's also an ever-changing compliance and legal structures throughout the nation when it came to direct selling and shipping wine. So over the last eight years, I sought out on that journey to try to figure out e-commerce and direct consumer and wine, not knowing that it would be such a big part of our business now but in the early days, getting to understand how complicated just the website and the development side of that was kind of eye-opening. And I'm glad we stayed committed to it because it's become a huge competitive advantage for us. But you kind of think about both e-commerce and technology as the hard part is being building it. But once you turn it on, it's also hard to get people to come and use it and to put it into place. And so I think we've learned a lot Through our time of how to embrace that and use it well. But we've also just learned a lot as the environment has uh, changed. The other area that you don't think about when you're first starting your business is you think about all the tangible stuff like selling and marketing and the operational side of, of running it. But you don't think about all the extra challenges that come along with any group of people trying to work and organize around common direction and the challenges that come with communication and just the human condition in general and that the people who you're building this thing with are all humans too that have their own complicated puzzles and personal lives that they're trying to solve and you kind of just initially think about businesses in a PowerPoint presentation or a spreadsheet or from the general commercial side but ultimately one of the most important things of being a good leader and CEO is keeping the band together And keeping a group of people together through the tough times and the challenges. And those are the things that you never see on the spreadsheet or in the PowerPoint or when somebody's laying out their vision is how challenging that is to just keep everybody together and loyal to the vision and the idea, let alone the day to day execution.
0: Jake, as you look to the future and your vision for One Hope and all the work you're doing in this space in general, what are you excited about? I think a couple of the areas that have us
2: most excited are first Via One Hope, which is our community that's really building and sharing our brand across the nation at this point. Via One Hope is a community of what we call cause entrepreneurs via One Hope. So CEOs and our CEOs are able to make an income while making an impact via One Hope. And they sell via at-home parties, they'll sell at businesses, charity events, and they're really out there marketing our brand. And we empower them with a replicated e-commerce site where they can take orders. And really us as a wine company are selling to the end consumer, but they are able to make a commission on it. And the people who are hosting these events are able to choose where an additional 15% of sales that evening go to their cause of choice. So these 150, 200 events going on every week are funding somebody's local breast cancer walk or funding their kid's school. And people are raising money for all sorts of local, regional, and national causes of their choice as well. And so what you're seeing happen is not only this localized fundraising vehicle that's empowering people to serve and celebrate and fulfill our mission, but also a community that's growing around entrepreneurship and cause entrepreneurship. So we try to give them the keys to what we built over the last nine years and empower them with a portfolio of 100-plus products, tons of award-winning wines, empower them with a business structure and back office where they can track how much they're making and spending and buying. And it's really been phenomenal to watch that grow. It started with a handful of people by last year, it had grown to about 500. And now this year, we're at 1500 before fully closing out the year and growing quickly. And so we really see that as the future of the business, this community of cause entrepreneurs, that's going around the nation, building their own cause businesses, and almost their own franchises on top of our platform is really, really exciting to see. And ultimately, Outside of that platform and empowering people to go out and sell and market our brand, we do intend on handing over that intellectual property and in that platform to other businesses as well. And not just other CEOs in our community that are selling our products, but other consumer products and other consumer services. We already do have uh, about 20 of those businesses that are working with us through a program we call Honeycomb, where we created a, a network of businesses who are building cost centric commerce into their everyday business model and giving back and, and making it part of their everyday brand and what they celebrate and track and measure as a brand. And so those are kind of the two areas, I think, forward-looking that I'm really excited about is... That community hopefully growing from 1,500 plus today to 10,000 and ultimately 100,000 CEOs I really think could be across this nation earning an income while making an impact with us and then turning around and sharing that intellectual property with more and more businesses so that they can give in a meaningful way and a measurable way.
1: Sounds like great programs and a lot of work, Jake. We're looking forward to watching you grow these programs. And thanks so much for joining us today. Yeah, thank
2: you. If any of your guys supporters or your listeners want to engage directly with us and be a part of what we're doing at One Hope, we have set up a fun little page for you guys at onehopewine.com slash B-O-R. So that's onehopewine.com slash B-O-R for Business Owners Radio. And they can get a fun little discount there and learn more about our brand.
1: Our guest today has been Jake Kloberdance, CEO and founder of One Hope. You can learn more about Jake, along with links to additional information and his special offer to our listeners, in our show notes at businessownersradio.com. This episode has been sponsored by Aligned for Business. That's Aligned, the number four, business.com.
0: Thank you for joining us on Business Owners Radio. We hope you enjoy today's show. As always, you can read more about each episode along with links and offers in the show notes on our website, businessownersradio.com. We want to hear your feedback. Please leave comments on this show or suggestions for upcoming episodes. Tell your fellow business owners about the show. And of course, you would love the stars and comments on iTunes. Till next time, keep taking care of business.